1: FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend, Robert?
0: I hope everybody had a good weekend.
1: Did you watch the Masters? How much of it?
0: I watched probably about eighty-three percent of it. Yeah.
1: It was... you, you strike me—you've reached the phase of your life where you are sitting in a chair and watch every shot, guy. Yeah,
0: I—I I really, I really enjoy it, and uh, and and I also. <laughs> I love looking at the golf course. Yeah, it's That's just the best a, part. it's a rite of spring, I think. Yeah, and uh, since my lawnmower wasn't fixed at the time, <laughs> but uh, and we were having better weather than they were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it, it was um, a lot of fun.
1: Okay, so let's start with. For those who may not know, I think everybody knows, but for those who may not, you spent thirty years in the Indiana Senate, and so we're going to lean on that expertise today because. Many of them I guess we would still say are your former colleagues. You still serve. you served with many of the people who are still there.
0: Yes, uh, if you if you look at the Republican caucus and the Senate there're probably five new people yeah. since since I left in 20.
1: And they have a super majority. They by do. the way, by the way. In every job there comes a moment I think for most people where they go if they've been in a job for a long time where they look around and go none of you people were here when I started. And I don't really like working with you people anymore. And you're doing it different than the way we used to do it. So I'm out of here. I'm eligible for retirement. I'm outy. Was that you in the Senate? Did you look around and go, none of you people were even in school when I started? And I don't like working with any of you people. Get out of here.
0: No. Uh, you know, in fact, I was on my third state senator from Loganport. Sport. <laughs> so, so, no, I enjoyed working with everybody. It, it, uh, it, it was just like any other uh, situation where you've been there for thirty years. It was time to move on. It, it was time to allow somebody else an opportunity to represent Northeastern Indianapolis, and and uh, as well as I, I had other things that I wanted to do. And and uh, like watch the Masters, like watch the Masters you know, on Thursdays.
1: Yeah. Um. So I mentioned all this because the Republicans in the Senate, um. <laughs> I Can't believe I say this out loud. The, the Republican Party, help me out, Jim. The party platform is still that you guys are the party of low taxes and limited government, right? That, I think that runs in my blood. I mean, that's still the official. I mean, I know the, the, they don't do it anymore, but that's still on the paper. the The kind of the the the, the, the anchor of the Republican Party, right?
0: I think if you ask anybody that serves at the state house that's a Republican, that would be the first. Um, those would be the the. Those would be the columns that hold up the, the roof. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm going to read you this headline from Indiana Capital Chronicle. Oh, boy. Lawmakers strip key bill of most property tax relief. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if you're just getting caught up with this, um, you know, you may, unless if you're a homeowner, you certainly have seen it, that the property taxes have skyrocketed the last couple of years. But certainly, um, the, the these most recent bills that have shown up for many, many people, the House Passed what we have kind of described as the bare minimum possible. It was a very modest decrease. It was only over two years, and then it goes away. And now the senators have said, <laughs> "Kick rocks, you're not even getting that." What What is going on with your friends, Jim?
0: You know, <clears throat> the the, the there, there was a term when we were uh, writing legislation and a constitutional amendment for the one, two, three uh, percent uh, in regards to setting. Uh, real estate property taxes and uh, and we knew that values would rise and we were setting on a, a market value market value system for the uh, for the real estate and with one percent being residential, the multifamily two percent and then three being retail or, or commercial office. and um, we knew that uh, we were hoping values would, would rise, but we didn't know that there'd be such a windfall for local government and for schools and um and everybody knows that we're, that the state of government the state government of Indiana is on a biennial budget two year budget and and way back when 1415 years ago we used the word circuit breaker yeah and and i don't know why uh the legislature and robert we've been talking about this for a year now yeah i'm not i, I just don't we've reached crisis stage uh but but I don't think the people, our friends down Market Street from us, know it's at a crisis. And when they get back into their districts, sometime in the next two weeks, because because uh, constitutionally the legislature has to sign a die, has to adjourn by April 29, they will get when they go to the gym, when they go to the church, with church at, on Sundays or Thursdays, or whatever day they go to church.
1: It sounds like they need to spend more time in church looking to help others.
0: And they go to the grocery. People are going to be talking to them about their property tax uh, bill, if you will. And uh, the circuit breaker has blown. Yeah. They just don't know it yet. And and, and the problem here, ladies and gentlemen, is that this is the time we should be doing something about it. There should be uh, some sort of uh, homestead credit. There should be something that cushions the blow of these property tax assessment explosions, if you will.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous that they're trying to act like, and I've seen this from um, the esteemed moron from Seymour, did I say that? I'm sorry, the esteemed representative from Seymour, Jim Lucas. Well, how would you fund the local governments? Brownsburg, where I live, is doing something like close to $100 million of athletic field renovations, the swimming pool, uh, new, you know, field house for the football players. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: well, it doesn't even need to come from that.
1: But, I mean, that's, but the idea that these local governments are suffering yeah, is ludicrous. It's insulting and it's ludicrous.
0: Windfall, Robert. Yeah, windfall. I mean, give
1: me a break. Yeah. I, and,
0: and, <laughs> and the thing is, is school boards, Yeah, you know, uh, this is why I think that we need Partisan school board elections, but but we're getting. We don't want to get off on that subject. The bottom line is that the state of Indiana is comfortably ahead financially, yeah. And, yeah. and and it I'm would kidding. be it would be. I mean, we we see, we have seen uh, the state government of Indiana send checks of small amounts yeah. for tax cuts. You could do that. You could do that right now with these tax increases that are, are going to hit homes and are hitting homes, uh, according to your reporting.
1: Yeah, and I i think um, I think the big thing, Jim, and we talked about this yesterday on Kendall and Casey. Yesterday being Wednesday, we put our podcast together on Thursday. Some of you, many of you hear us there. Some of you hear us Sunday mornings on WIBC. That we've reached a really dangerous point in where I Initially, look, I've kind of been through three phases of this thing with the property taxes. I thought last year when we were reading, literally reading assessment increases on the air that, okay, we're going to make these lawmakers aware of it. And we made people aware of it, and they're going to write their lawmakers, and something will get done either in you know a fall committee of some sort or certainly first of the year. That didn't work. Okay, hey, first of the year, let's bombard the lawmakers with phone calls about this. That'll get them motivated. That didn't work. And now you have reached a dangerous point where you realize, especially when you see the Senate literally take even some small thing and say, yeah, we're not doing that. They know what's happening. They don't care. Right. They they don't care.
0: Well, (laughs) right now they're pretty comfy over in the limestone building down the street. Yeah. And uh, they will care when they're out in public on a constant basis. They're going to the gym. They're going... Any going to the hardware store, people are going to talk to them about this and, and they're they're not there's nowhere to hide then. And um you know, I'm I, I, I feel sorry for individuals who are going to um, have their circuit breaker blown. Yeah. and and, that, and you know,
1: um it's a, It's a. Let me let me ask you this because you obviously were great at constituent services. You were very uh, famous for somebody sent you a mean letter. You would show up at their door. Yeah, say, I, hey, I enjoyed that. Let's talk. I would love you,
0: the confrontation. Would you do that
1: all. in the modern era, would you do that today? Yeah, would you, I would. Really? I would. Yeah. Some Rando's house.
0: Yeah I, yeah. I don't. I don't mind the confrontation, and um, uh, most people that love me don't want me to do it. I was going to say, right? A few I mean, people well, that love me don't want it's me to dangerous. do it. Pretty dangerous. Yeah.
1: But, but but you were famous for for say, look. You got this issue. Let's sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's no, these people don't want. They don't want anything now. I mean, I'm, these people being the lawmakers, like they don't. It just blows my mind that the Republican Party, the party who once under Mitch Daniels actually did something big and bold on property taxes. Now, was it the best thing? I don't know. I you know how I feel about the fact that you guys raised the sales tax right. during the process. Mm-hmm. But whatever, at least it was something.
0: Right. It, you're it, gonna
1: you're gonna get nothing as of right now.
0: Well, also. There's no budget for yeah. two years. Yeah, that's a great there, point. there's no there's no resource to correct it. Most people in the legislature that are in the know that are on the what I call the finance committees, the Ways and Means the Finance Committee, the you know the, the the bodies that actually make financial policy for the uh, for the uh, total of 150 General Assembly members. They there's no. There's no there there. Uh, once a sunny die, that budget is pretty much in place for two years, and it and there have to be a special session. They have to open a budget. They don't like doing that, Robert. Well,
1: this is the. Uh, an Indiana Capital Chronicle did some really good reporting on this, and I want to go a little bit of inside baseball here uh, in a moment. But first, what they basically said is, well, we're going to do this comprehensive tax study. And so we're just going to wait for this comprehensive tax study to come back, and then we'll decide what to do with property taxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help anybody right now.
0: No, and, you know, um, uh, there are a lot of people in Washington trying to talk us into a recession, and they're doing a pretty darn good job. And when, you know, recession, it's all about, you know, losing your job. Then how are you going to pay your property taxes? You know, Robert, one thing that, that I've been studying is wh- what we did during the pandemic and what we, how we got things right, and how we got things wrong, and what we're going to do, what I'm suggesting, what we do next time, because we will have a crisis next time. Uh, but one of the things that's coming out of this pandemic is a rage. I don't know about you. But when I pull up to a stoplight.
1: Jim, you're about to talk to a guy who literally has a segment called Off the Rails. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> and you do really good job with him or Nige, uh, uh, our friends uh, in the afternoon on WIBC 93.1. But when I pull up to a, a stoplight, I don't look over. Yeah. I, I, I don't look over. I don't have a Senate tag on the back of my car. But I don't know about you, but there's a rage out there yeah. from people telling uh, uh, up high telling people down low what they have to do. Now, you know, you put a property tax explosion in their in their back pocket, it's going to be your neighbor exploding. There's yeah. a rage out there, Robert, that is ongoing because people were shut down. People are not happy about life in general. Yeah. And you add this on, there's a real problem brewing out there.
1: Yeah. And you look at this, and so let's talk about the Senate and the House. Okay. Because you spent all those years in the Senate. And what they basically did, if you read this Indiana Capitol Chronicle article, these guys over in the Senate, these Republicans, were mad that they didn't get something in the House related to a food and beverage tax, like local issues, not even not even like statewide issues. And they were mad they didn't get that in the House, so they said, screw you guys, we're taking out your property tax relief, which would— help in air quotes but at least it's better than nothing and we're going to put these food and beverage provisions in here basically it's extending a middle finger i mean they're extending a middle finger to every taxpayer but also to the house is there a rivalry between the house and senate
0: there's always been a rivalry is there there always is republican versus republican and um one of one of the things that i did as uh as caucus chairman when when things would break down at every session, things break down is to kind of back channel a couple of my friends over in the house of uh, house of representatives and talk to them about, let's get things back on track. Uh, and you, you could see me doing that. Robert. Yeah, absolutely. But, but but the bottom line, perfect guy for that. I would be the worst guy for that. (laughs) But the bottom line is, is right now, uh, this being Thursday, uh, this is the last day for committee reports. So, we're entering into the conference committee season, which I call the silly season because all those issues that you just uh, talked about with the food and beverage, the local, uh, that'll all be, quote-unquote, ironed out in the next couple of weeks, next 10 days or so. And and uh, the reason why it's silly season is because anything can happen. Everything is alive that was dead, and, um, and caucuses have to approve it. But um, a lot of times in the past, things have been slipped into bills that um, you wouldn't ordinarily uh, know was there. And so you, it, it's very difficult to control. And as caucus chairman, what I would do is try to keep track of all the bills that were going before the caucus. And it's a difficult task and something that uh, will be very interesting in the coming weeks. To, and, and there is a competition be th- between the two.
1: I didn't know you had to do that. I can see why you quit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it actually was a challenge, and and uh, these local government uh, taxes, uh, those food and beverage, that'll all be ironed out. And um, but I, I I don't understand the public relations aspect of stripping a tax bill like that.
1: Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, program House Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. We're talking about the uh, property tax crisis hitting Hoosiers and the fact that the Republicans in the Indiana Senate have said, at least for now, we're not doing anything, even the very modest uh, increase by the House. Okay, so let's talk about some, uh, as George Bush would say, strategery here. <laughs> and this is where, and, you know, you know this, for the past several months we've been pounding how Jeff Thompson gave what I felt was a pretty half-assed bill. He didn't want to do it. He felt forced to do it. Jeff Thompson is the head of Ways and Means in the House that provide this very small amount of relief for a very short amount of time. It's also, It's a 65-page amendment bill. It's got all sorts of gobbledygook in it. And I said at the time, these guys are going kicking and screaming. And when you go kicking and screaming to something, the other people on the other side, the Senate, are going to look at that and go, well, you don't even want to do it. So don't act, don't get on some high horse and come over to us. You don't you don't even want to do it. And you know, Jim, you know I hate to be right. You know how I hate that. But I look, I worked <laughs> over there with you guys for a couple of years, and I saw how it works. And I, you know, many of them are not good people. Like you are a good person, Jim. And I knew this was going to happen, and it did. And this is why the House didn't want to do this, and they did it because they felt forced to do it. And that's why you got to lean into the big stuff, right? You got to really go all in and say we're doing this, and we're willing to die on this hill, and we won't approve a budget that doesn't have this. Oh, don't threaten us with a good time. You got to be Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon with the gun in your mouth, threatening to pull the trigger, right?
0: Well, and you, it it takes consensus. It takes with the 150 people that are are in the General Assembly. It takes a, a year of everybody having a having some time to touch this issue. And, and the the finance committee that that has to to look at this over the summertime, and you can't get this done in a in a tight January to March um, uh, time period. And and this has to be agreed upon over the summertime. That those committees travel the state to see big projects that are going on in state parks, and 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 there's just a lot of research going. On and it's just not possible to get a piece of legislation through that starts in the House in January and you hope to get it done in um, in April. When it comes to this broad issue, this complicated issue that that um, that property taxation is complicated, and it should, they should they they really missed it when they didn't when they didn't get together last summer with that uh, during that special session and put a plan together so if a circuit breaker blows, which we knew it would, that they would be able to cushion that explosion, and we don't have anything now.
1: Yeah, and they, uh, look, I've said this for a long time, and I know this could be risky for you, but uh, you're always willing to be uh, risky by being friends with me and appearing yeah. with me. And, uh, you know, so we'll dive right into it. Um, you're a lifelong elected Republican. You're mm-hmm. very popular in many circles still. But I maintain the Republicans have got to start losing elections because that is the only way you're going to get them to wake up because they don't fear the people anymore. I mean, what the Senate is doing is they are saying, we don't fear you. No matter what we do, you will still vote for us. So we're not doing nothing. And and I, th- I think that's the only way to get these Republicans to wake up is they got to start losing elections. Well, But the you, Democrats are lunatics. Uh,
0: Robert, we've spoken on this on this program a lot. And the other 102 that we did many a couple of years ago, 102 weeks. That's and pretty me. impressive, right? Yeah. And uh, what you really need, if there's a calamity, if there's a crisis, you need leadership from the governor's office. You need the governor of the Save Indiana to lead the charge and yeah. say to the legislature, Republicans and Democrats, this is a necessity and this is why. Now you, we could lay it at the house. We could lay it at the Senate. All Republicans, but you need a torch. Yeah. You need somebody to carry the torch, and 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 put this in in big time, definite terms. That I need this. this, this, this I hear from all six point six million Hoosiers, and this is what needs to be done. And and that leadership is vacant right now.
1: All right, uh, let's be. I got something else I want to get to with you, but first, will anything get done? I mean, it's got to be almost too no, late at this no, point, right? No,
0: no, nothing's going to get done. It's too late. That's
1: amazing. We're going to say that out loud that these Republicans are going to just walk away from this, right?
0: They, they, they believe that their major responsibility right now is to pass a, a, a two-year budget that has sixty percent funding for education in it, and uh, and fund state government, keeps two billion, three billion. In um, in forecasted surpluses, and they'll be done.
1: Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop freedomfoodsindiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's turn our attention to something else you know a bit about, and that is the race to become the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis. You, of course, were the 2020, 2019. You were the 2019 You Repu- keep reminding Republican. me of that. <laughs> hey, look, it's time to put on a resume. You don't have to tell people how it went. It looks good on a business card. I guess. I mean, I, you know, that guy ran for mayor. That's really cool. Um... Uh, Nobody looks at the actual results, Jim. Um,
0: Ten years from now, a lot of people would be dead.
1: Look at how many guys have run for president. (laughs) Former presidential candidates. It's always on the cry on there below them. Nobody knows. I got three votes. It doesn't (laughs) doesn't matter. Uh, But you were the Republican nominee for mayor in 2019. There is a contested Republican primary uh, going on, on on the mayor's side, uh, abdul Kim Shabazz, our, our friend and political commentator, blogger, et cetera, versus Jefferson Shreve, a guy with infinite money. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shreve is in a bit of hot... Well, Pastor
0: James Jackson well. well. that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: absolutely. I was just kind of saying, I think Abdul and Shreve are the front runners. I do too. Uh, Shreve's in a bit of hot water over allegations that he used images in a commercial that he did not get approval of, of pictures taken by somebody else. And you were pointing out that when you run a campaign for a high-profile office, many people enter not knowing the nitpicky nature of uh, people can hit you for anything and everything. You better be ready.
0: Right, it, it, it happened to you. It, it did help happen to me, and in a couple different instances, we we um, uh, we were doing a, a actual a television commercial. We didn't have a whole lot of those. Because we didn't have a whole lot of money, but well, because uh,
1: the Holcomb and the Republicans left you for dead. <laughs> they were helping. They were helping people in cities and towns I didn't even know existed, but they weren't helping you.
0: We, we had a video uh, in uh, that we were we were going to use that had kids uh, running upstairs, and and um, and before we aired it, we double checked it in in the school. Uh, we actually asked them for permission, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you know, no, no identities, just a bunch of kids running upstairs, the backs of, yeah. and 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 so we double check that, but then we had this art uh with this sign that said "Merit Mayor," yeah, and and uh and and there's a little law that says you have to say "for," merit for <laughs> mayor, <so> stupid, <laughs> and so this, as you said, nitpicky. And and I, as I understand it, Treve, uh, Jefferson Treve, mayor candidate, uh, lifted some some images and somebody is belly aching about it and
1: and that, well and then Shreve's trying to say or these people are trying to say well it was fair use right and mm-hmm. we can when we did this which makes it legal to do this and we I think they said maybe the image was altered a little bit in a certain way and and then uh, whatever but the point is
0: they got their day in the sun
1: well it's a bad publicity right yeah, yeah. it's needless bad publicity why you know how do you and I guess the question is if you're making that sort of mistake, are, what other details are kind of slipping through the cracks and when you have infinite money like this guy does you shouldn't be making the little mistakes It's one thing hey we're cobbling our campaign together and we're running for town council and we've got 1300 dollars, and you know whatever this guy put 600 large yeah
0: but, but the thing <laughs> is if you're donald trump you just move on to the next problem yeah and so uh it, it, the indianapolis star i think has uh, has run an article about this Th- this is a uh, Tempest in a teapot.
1: Well, I was going to ask you is, does this in any way affect other than, hey, these guys on the radio are talking about it and, and and you know, Indy Star runs an article and it, does anybody does it affect it? Nobody votes going, Robert, well, nobody, gonna... <laughs> nobody's
0: going to vote.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right.
0: <laughs> and so you know, Jefferson Treve got his name in the paper. Somebody, somebody will think huh, he did something wrong but who cares? I, you know, I see him. I, I like what he's talking about or I don't like what he's talking about this is not going to be anything but a, a Tempest and, and, uh, and, and hopefully people will midjudge judge between the three, three candidates, uh, what they want to do for the future of Indianapolis. But, but, um, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a spot and yeah. people move on. Well,
1: here's the thing. We did the math and we think Shreve probably, he sold his business for something like 590 million. Yeah. So we think after taxes, if he had any sort of account, he probably took home 400 million. Probably so. So if I had 400 million, here's the things I would do, Jim, and I would do them in this order. I would run as the Libertarian nominee for governor just to assure whatever underachieving Republican did not win. So I would teach the lesson that we talked about earlier. Uh, I would do that. And then I would also buy that building across from the government center where the subway is, and I would hang a giant uh, sheet out the window, and this is all I would do in the building. The building would be vacant, and I would hang a giant sheet out the window with spray painted in big letters, and it would say, Holcomb and Todd Young suck. And so every day when they come to work, they'd have to see it. That's what I, That would be my pleasure spending with my with with my money. What do you think?
0: I think you have an interesting life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, if you've got infinite money like this guy does, you can just have some fun, right? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna lose three million dollars, and people would go, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna lose three million dollars." That means they would be like the equivalent of us losing three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, and and, and uh, should he get through the primary, and uh, with the money that he's spending, if he doesn't, it'll be an enormous surprise. Uh, but uh, Jefferson Treve is a real threat to Joe Hogsett because Joe Hoggs, oh yeah. Yeah, money talks. And and if you start on May 10th and 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 have a great uh, presentation to the voters of the city of Indianapolis, if you've got a great plan and you install that plan and you you, you enact that plan, he's a threat. Yeah, money in politics with advertising and with uh, just the the, the strategic strategy <laughs> uh approach uh, he's a threat to Joe Hogsett.
1: Can Joe, So you think he can be beat? I mean, mm-hmm. Ryan Mears just got easily reelected.
0: Well, it, you know, Cindy Carrasco and myself, I only raised a million dollars, and, and the mayor had five million. It, it That's just, a lot of money. It, it, you're
1: you're short-selling yourself. You raised a million bucks. Yeah,
0: a million bucks. Think but, of all the
1: fun we could have had with that money.
0: Yeah, I always think about that. But the bottom line you is... You screwed is,
1: up and gave it to TV and radio stations. Right.
0: You got eight years of a record with Joe Hogsett and uh and and jefferson shreve should he win the primary will put more money into it and and it'll have some um some national republican uh exposure and i just think that it'll be a lot tighter than what i experienced it's still a 60-40 uh blue county but you just never know
1: yeah you know you're out of the game indianapolis now at mm-hmm. least you know you live in where is it what palatial hamilton state? county is it? yeah hamilton <laughs> county right i mean i know you're doing very well congratulations <laughs> um but when you look at this is there the even the infrastructure I mean, the Marion County GOP, it isn't exactly lighting the world on fire. I mean, I think they got a little better when Joe Elsner was named head, but they still lost essentially 60-40 in that winnable prosecutor right, race. but money,
0: uh, campaign funding, rises all boats. Yeah. And and you've got those diehard Republicans out there, but but you're going to have disaffected Democrats and, and Libertarians, and it, it just, you know, maybe a 60-40 county, but all you need is 11%. percent
1: uh, you got about 20 seconds here. Tell us about uh, your podcast you've got.
0: Merit in the Morning. Brad Kloffenstein, Kluffenstein. Yeah,
1: Kloffenstein, <laughs> yeah.
0: Every other Thursday, Merit in the Morning. We now have Facebook page. Oh, we just it, find Merit in the Morning? Merit in the Morning. Yeah, okay, like uh, i like that. I enjoy it, and we talk to all sorts of people, and, and we actually have the light governor coming in in June. The so, who? lieutenant governor oh i thought Mm -hmm. you were
1: going to say the governor i'll be there for that one down there in the front row i
0: I haven't spoken to to, to the governor
1: for six years now sorry about that that's my fault jim (laughs) barrett thank you my friend thank you freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door no need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse i'm rob kendall I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, program, program, Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Find Jim on Twitter, at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon. Kendall and Casey show in 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.